0: You're listening to the Live Free Now podcast, bringing you the news, views, tips, and tools you can use to live a free, prosperous, and healthy life. Find us online at livefreenow.show. And now, your host, John Bush. Hey there, John Bush with the Live Free Now Show. Bringing you the news, views, tips, and tools you can use to live a free, prosperous, and healthy life. This is a little porch session for those of you that are listening on the podcast. Just wanted to riff and free flow on the topic of resistance and defiance in the wake of all of the COVID tyranny that we are being faced, that we are facing. And I want to just talk about why I think it's important for those that see through the agenda and for those that really deeply value their liberty and their freedom of choice and those that have a great immune system uh, that we defy the nonsense tyranny that is taking place right now. Uh, I want to invite you to subscribe to the podcast, livefreenow.show. The content that I'm bringing you on these videos and on this podcast is definitely not in line with a lot of what the big tech has to say as far as encouraging people to resist these terrible lockdown orders and COVID tyranny. So subscribe on the podcast feed so we can stay in touch in, in that regard If this Facebook page or this YouTube channel goes down. So, I wanted to do this video because I was just at an event with my kiddos and my girlfriend. It's outside on a farm. There's a pumpkin chucking and a social gathering, and everybody's wearing a mask. And at this point, I am wholeheartedly done with the mask, right? Now, if I need to go on a trip, I would still submit because they you can't go on a plane even with a medical exemption without wearing the mask we did go to Universal Studios Orlando Florida for the Harry Potter wizarding world wore the mask um, it was kind of really miserable towards the end though especially when I got nauseous on one of the rides so I don't know it's all it's all a Competing values that each individual needs to balance. And in that regard, that's exactly precisely one of the reasons why this top down hierarchical one size fits all public health means of implementing policy that just is forced on everyone is full of fail. Because I have different values than the neighbor across the street or the folks at the supermarket or whoever, right? I also have a different immune system. Uh, liberty is one of a very important value, freedom. Uh, like Thomas Jefferson said, I would prefer prefer dangerous liberty to peaceful slavery and peaceful servitude. Um, You know, and in nine times out of ten, that value for me, freedom, is going to win out. But as a father, you know, you got to balance that. You know, but in this circumstance, there was a gentleman that asked if I had a mask. I said, No, I don't have a mask. And he said, Oh well, I I can get one for you. And I said, No, honestly, I have an exemption. I like to say I have an exemption. First, it's just an exemption. Like I, this is totally ridiculous. I'm a sovereign human being. I can see through it. I put my seatbelt on because that actually makes you safer. But this whole mask thing is a fraud. And there's a lot of competing science out there. Of course, this is what I told the guy. And then he's like, oh, really? And I said, yeah, medical exemption. Now, I want to shout out David Rodriguez because he has been doing all sorts of anti-COVID activism in uh, California. And they've been like opening the beaches that are shut. They just open them up and invite everyone. They've been doing concerts. They've been doing free hugs. But he's really been pounding on the on the non-mask thing, and he said, you know, when it comes to medical exemptions, you can give yourself a medical exemption, right? I don't need to go to a medical doctor in order to diagnose some ailment, although I rarely ever do because I'm in super good health, don't do the flu. I'm not even going to knock on wood. My body just doesn't roll that way, right? And so you can give yourself a medical exemption breathing anxiety whatever it is you're your own doctor you're in the whole natural health stuff not to mention a lot of hip cool naturopaths do the same but no one ever insists on a doctor's note because of HIPAA and stuff and one time this woman was like well do you have a, a note saying something oh no she said what do you mean a medical exemption for what and I said honestly ma'am I don't prefer I prefer not to discuss my private medical life right but then another woman who I know and who organizes events at this farm and stuff. She asked me and she was being put in, in a rock and a hard place. And so I was like, honestly, I'm, I'm just not doing the masks anymore. And I can just go, you know, and there was a post I posted on my Facebook earlier as a guy describing his non mask wearing vibe and how that flows. And he says he goes into the grocery store, not uh, thinking about conflict, not worried that someone's going to blast him or he's going to get into an argument he comes he walks in basically a sovereign both with when it comes to freedom political freedom and emotional freedom and sovereignty he's in control of his faculties and he's smiling and that's the vibe that i go with too i don't want to cause a scene I don't want to argue with a teller or the guy at the front of the store that's checking on mask stuff. Everybody's just trying to navigate this COVID nonsense the best of their ability. Not everyone is a radical like I am. Not everyone values individual liberty as I do. Not everyone has the 18, 19 year research of the global government conspiracy that of which this is playing a big part of it. So I don't want to cause problems for anyone's day. So I was just like, you know what? It's... I'm just going to walk and leave the event. No big deal. So – but it got me thinking of the more people that are exercising their rights and that are exercising their medical freedom to not have some medical device recirculating the CO2, touching their face repeatedly, not having difficulty to breathe, especially in the heat, especially when it's a crazy thing like it's a freaking outdoor event. Um, I think the more of us that don't comply or that peacefully just agree not to attend or participate or walk into the store or the restaurant, I think that that would be better. There are the way that I see it. There's three different groups when it comes to how they're dealing with COVID. One group is hyper care hyper concern. A lot of fear. I try to have compassion the best of my ability. Pounding News, television news, believing everything that they say, not looking into the numbers or thinking critically about it. And they're like totally freaked out and they have sheltered in. They're still sheltered in. They only do the grocery pickup. They only have DoorDash delivery. They, maybe they have a pod with like two families or a small smirkle of circle of friends, smirkle of friends, but all of them are all on the same page and they don't go out. They don't go to social gatherings over X number, They don't even go to social things unless it's with the pod. Right. So that's one group. Then you have, that's one extreme. I would say the extreme concern, the extreme safety over, over freedom. Then you have the other group, which I'm a part of. And a lot of my crazy friends are, and we're like, we see through it. A lot of fraud going on maybe the virus isn't even real, it's not isolated, maybe it is real, people are actually getting sick, but it's completely over-exaggerated, even according to the CDC's infection fatality rate estimates. And we are activists and we value freedom and we're not gonna participate, right? And then that's the other extreme. And then the middle, which is the bulk of the population of the planet is like, we're just gonna go along to get along, we're gonna be cautious, uh, we are concerned, but we also want to live our lives, and we want to go about having a high standard of living in a high quality of life, and we love our family, and we still want to go to the game, and this, th- this, that, and the other, but we're going to wear the mask, and we're not going to ruffle any feathers, right? And so I would encourage those that are like me and in my group of people to at least honor and respect the other groups to the best of our ability. I've always been – you know, ever since I read Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People and and just in general being a good guy in my opinion, um, I try to have compassion and try not to just shit on people because I've been a radical for quite some time and I've been an outsider and not part of the norm. And I try to honor and meet people where they're at because while for me it was when I was like 17, for many people we were once quote-unquote drinking the Kool-Aid or not opting out. So that's my thought on the mask thing for people. If you haven't done it yet, just kind of get your feet wet. Give it a try. Um, Link up with people in your area that are of like mind. And you may find like I have found that there's some hidden gems that don't require the mask so you can feel totally free and no one's looking at you or whatever um the medical exemption if you know a good naturopath you can actually get one difficulty breathing anxiety stress whatever hypoxia i don't even i don't take that back i don't even really know what that is actually so (laughs) i think it has something to do with breathing but uh uh and then or you could just give yourself a medical exemption because we're sovereign human beings and for people that deal with their own health that actually don't go all the way into the medical paradigm they don't visit a doctor they they do their own research, they know their body, you can give yourself a medical exemption. But then at the same time, don't make a stink about it. Now here's another thing. That's this is all individual micro things that I've been talking about on an individual level. There's also a macro aspect to this which has really got me excited and I've done some videos about how these lockdown protests made me feel very optimistic about the prospects for liberty. We can have just as the guy that walked into the store and he isn't manifesting conflict, he is Being his cool, chill, sovereign self, smiling, friendly, right—that radiates. That people are attracted to that. If they see you going in the store and you're like all hateful and MAGA country patriot, these all these ignorant sheep all around me, oh, they pick a fight. I'm just waiting. I already know what I'm gonna say to them. I'm gonna get them. If you go into the store like that, then you're more likely to attract and manifest that type of energy. But if you cruise around, you know, we're chilling, we're going about our own biz, then then life is good. Just the same, if you're all focused on the COVID tyranny and the dystopia and the Great Reset and uh, the Fourth Industrial Revolution and this hardcore panopticon surveillance society that I've been further researching and sharing with you guys on the podcast feed and the videos, if that's your whole focus and you don't spend more time and energy building, creating, getting active, going out and having events with other free people that aren't buying into the whole BS, seeing some refreshing faces, hugging people. Uh, If you focus on that type of life, doing, living, being, and you also focus on, wow, there's a lot of people that are rebelling against this agenda and see through it. Wow, there are mass protests taking place all across the globe. And we had a round of them here in the states i imagine if the governments try to roll back more lockdowns there's going to be another round of it going down um we gotta organize protests we gotta resist we gotta rise up we gotta rebel we gotta make it clear that this is not acceptable and as more people do that globally it has the opportunity to disrupt the agenda you know and a lot of it has to do with comfort and convenience versus liberty. Earlier I talked, about, um, I talked about the balance that we all need to take and that people have different values that they try to balance. Well, one of the big ones that I struggle with as a libertarian, as an anarchist, as someone who my whole activist career has tried to live as consistently as possible with the philosophy of liberty… That's what Samuel Edward Conk in the New Libertarian Manifesto had to say. He said the way to bring about a free society is to live consistently with the libertarian principles, and then we will manifest a free society, right, at least in our own lives. And so one of those – one of the ways that I struggle in that is when it comes to convenience and liberty over privacy and freedom. And so a lot of people don't want to have the inconvenience Of having to walk away from an event or not going to the restaurant or whatever, right? Um, You know, I met some guys in Oklahoma, Spavanagh, Oklahoma, when we went to the MidFest, right? Lisa's on here. Thanks, Lisa, for tuning in. Lisa says, a friend of mine tells them, no, thanks. I have CS or I have IS. CS equals common sense. That's a good one medical condition common sense unfortunately not very many people are suffering from that these days but we went to Spavinaw, and i met some hardcore agorists really purist consistent guys like they don't even fly because they don't want to subject themselves to the tsa pat down nonsense you know and so while i would like to live that life i also want some of the modern conveniences like being able to travel on a plane i will say however i'm not going if it comes down to you have to fly well, you can only fly if you have a vaccine. That's where I would draw a line. Right. So it's all about finding that space. And myself, I use Google search often. I even use Google Drive and Google Docs and Gmail because it's hyper convenient for me and it's simple. And the stack and the suite that they have of technology products like I try to use DuckDuckGo for a while consistently as my default search. But the searches, unless you're searching something about conspiracy or that that kind of stuff, uh, the searches were terrible compared to what Google returned. And so that's something that I need to step more over towards the side of liberty and freedom and privacy away from the convenience. And really, it's important for us to be patient with ourselves and to make sure that we're taking – just try to take as many baby steps as you can in your everyday life. But more recently, when it comes to the mask thing, I'm really – feeling pretty wholeheartedly that I don't want to wear it unless absolutely forced to, unless like again with travel or flying, for example, it just really rubs me the wrong way. And I feel as though I don't, I I feel yucky when I do so, not only because, you know, it's covering up, I would always use the medical masks, the uh, light blue surgeon's mask, And I had some, I have a bunch of them that I was selling masks early on, KN95 and the others and the surgical masks early on. And it was still kind of like, oh, what's going on? Is this super duper hardcore? Maybe the KN95 is the best solution. And then I started hammering against the mask and seeing what's really going on. I just kind of felt like, uh, I'm not going to market those or push those. But I had a bunch of the surgical masks and they were loose fitting and easy to breathe. Right and then my girlfriend had a stash i guess they would use them for her work and stuff and um and so when i would put one of those on it like really conforms to the face i use the word conform that's a telling word it's like you could feel a different uh state on your face and it feels like a muzzle and it's tight and it's like and the symbolism of that and the energy surrounding that there's a lot there and i'm feeling that energy so man, I just can't, I just can't do it. And one of my biggest struggles, there's a restaurant that I go to almost every day when I go to the office or I drop the kids off at school. It's conveniently located between their school and my office. They go to a private school, no mask, super cool, hip school, very like-minded parents. And I've been going to this restaurant and as soon as they opened back up, I took a picture and I was like, oh my God, they're open again. This is great. Cause I was getting to go and supporting them still. But as soon as they opened back up, um, I went in, and no one was wearing masks. They didn't require you to wear a mask. Then, after a month or so of that, the city of Austin came up with this little hack. Because at the time, Texas Governor Greg Abbott had prohibited local jurisdictions from inf- from requiring mask- masks. They, he stopped them from doing mask mandates. So the city found this workaround where they weren't going to mandate the individual wear a mask. Rather, they would fine a business or restaurant a thousand dollars for every person that isn't wearing a mask. So they put it on the individual and Rick Perry even sent them a congratulatory letter for coming up with this great way to enforce this. Right. And so at that point I started wearing the mask at this restaurant because I want to support them still. It's so convenient. So great. It's a little cafe. They know me by name. I don't want to have them have a thousand dollar fine. Come to find out that nobody's even handing out those fines at the city of Austin. It's just some, blanket veiled threat that isn't being enforced really the cops are probably over it because they're like getting defunded here in Austin so then the governor of Texas Greg Abbott had a turnaround and did a a nationwide or a statewide mask mandate and so I've been wearing the mask because I don't want to shake things up with these nice restaurateurs. there's a lot of older folk that eat at the restaurant as well and so I've just been going along to get along. And now, as I said before, as I'm shifting more towards the defiance and the liberty and freedom over the convenience and going along to getting along, that's an area that I'm going to struggle with. I may try to find another cafe that's conveniently located that can honor my exemption. And that's a little more. Or maybe I'll ask, talk to the owner and be like, look, I'm honestly, I'm over the mask. It's not comfortable for me. The thing with the restaurants, too, is maybe it you put it on. When you're walking when you yeah, I just put it on right when I'm about to walk in and then you walk about 20 feet, 15 feet and you take the freaking mask off. So maybe that's a little more. And then, you know, again, I can hear the event off in the distance. There's an event going on. My kids are there with my girlfriend. There's a whole lot of other kids. So it's not like me and my kids would be bonding at the event wholeheartedly. You know, they're just playing with the other kids, which is great. And but just the thought. I already told one guy there's medical exemption, told the woman that I know, you know, I'm, honestly, I'm over it. I wanted to be more forthright with her. I'm over it. And I just made the decision to walk. You know, here's a cool thing, too, for people. Maybe you guys uh, understand this. Um, I for a while, I was doing a lot of videos on nonviolent communication. And the cool thing about activism and speaking to others is whenever you talk about it more, Whenever like whenever I talk about nonviolent communication, I would have a tendency to practice it more effectively in the home. Nonviolent communication is this manner of communication that was lined out by this guy, Marshall Rosenberg, who's since passed. And it, instead of reactionary and all these negative emotions and trying to control and manipulate people, it deals with feelings and needs, and unmet needs and the feelings that arise when our needs aren't met. And so I found that when I was communicating about this this tactic, this manner of speech, I would be more consistent with it because I'd be like acting out. Mindfulness is a huge part of all this too. I'd be like, raising my voice to the kids. And then I'd think like, damn, I just did a video yesterday where I talked about why we ought not to do this and other strategies. So, so too, I've been hammering out videos on the great reset lately and the COVID agenda. And my research has, and and listening to Tom Woods and his lockdown stuff. And it's just so crystal clear. That's a total fraud. The more I immerse myself in the conspiratorial world, exploring these ideas, the more difficult it is for me to begrudgingly go along to get along. So I guess if there's any advice or wisdom to be taken from that, the more vocal you are, the more you talk to other people, do a video, do a podcast, do an interview, start a podcast, do a Facebook Live, do a D Live, go on these other channels and just start preaching it. And then when it comes time for you to, when your little chance is there, your opportunity to shine or your opportunity to, To acquiesce just think about all the stuff you've been preaching lately it helps me to become more more consistent i'm gonna hit some comments here for a little bit this was more just like a ramble a ramble on i do these occasionally um to be honest almost every single video i do is like a stream of consciousness thing i think it's better that way i do think that i could become more polished in the delivery of sources Um, but my whole style always has been freestyling. Even when I had big speeches, I would simply just come together with an outline of how the thoughts tie together and what it is I'm trying to convey. And then I would get up and freestyle on stage for 30 minutes to an hour. So I hope that you guys appreciate this approach to communication. I, I feel comfortable in it and like I can connect with you guys more. Dennis Daniel says, smile so they can see you are doing great. Be ultra polite. I have not had a single bad encounter and have not worn a mask anywhere in Texas or Oklahoma. Not too many people want to be mean to a happy, polite person. Haven't flown since 05. Oh, Dennis Daniels, one of those extremists. So consistent, he won't fly. That's great advice. The smile, kill him with kindness. You know, if you're in there like, oh, man, oh, I'm so angry at these these sheeple. You know, then people are gonna be like, who the hell is this guy? That guy looks like jerk what a what what a dork who is this guy but if you're like just smiling super happy i compliment people too like i went to go get some of my yerba mate energy drinks at the gas station today and not wearing a mask teller doesn't give a damn not harming anybody and in walks this smooth finely dressed african-american guy in his sunday suit with including the little uh tissue or what is it the freaking uh Handkerchief that's all folded up nice, purple suit. I said, Dang, you're looking good today. He's like, Thank you, son. Thank you. God bless you. You know, and it's like, Yeah, man. I didn't have a mask. He wasn't like, Why is that guy not wearing a mask? He's like, Oh, thanks for elevating my mood right back at you, brother. That was the vibe. So, that's the vibe that we ought to have in life in general. We are coming upon. Some really tumultuous times, and I know everyone always says that, just like everyone always says, this is the most important election ever. That's total bullshit. This is the truth. We've been experiencing tumultuous times to a degree. There's been operations that have been rolled out. Uh, The bailout and the economic crisis was huge, shifting, chaotic, crazy. Hard 9 11 before that, absolutely nuts, total false flag psyop. But what's taking place with COVID 19 and what's coming down the pike with the great reset and the ushering in of the fourth industrial revolution, which is merging technology with biological man, a panopticon society, total surveillance all of this is all part of that plan and program. And as the manipulators and the technocrats and the oligarchs and the powers that wish they were, and the parasitic class, as they unleash this program that's already being unleashed, as they escalate this program, there is going to be a lot of dissension, division, chaos. Remember, it's a problem reaction solution. It's pressure from above, pressure from below, which I've been learning about, and none dare call a conspiracy this communist tactic and this oligarchical tactic where they're like financing and encouraging the unrest so they can come in at the top end and pose as the, as the saviors. Shit's going to get really crazy. And through these difficult times, we activists, makers, radicals, the remnant, my fellow remnant, the people that are going to pick up the pieces of society when it collapses and rebuild anew, that's biblical, my, the remnant, we need to be happy, healthy, free, fun-loving, we ought not be mean-spirited, condescending, hateful. Because remember, we're building this freedom cell network. We're building these alternative institutions. And in doing so, we are, I like to say this, there's a, there's a duality in the value of building the freedom cell network, building alternative institutions. And that duality is, number one, a defensive posture. As the technocracy comes of age, <laughs> as it matures, they are going to be restricting our ability to engage in those activities and services that we have come to take for granted for example you will not be able to go into a grocery store this isn't going to be universal all over the place although their goal is for it to be eventually you won't be able to go to a grocery store you might not be able to fly Uh, the flying thing is even more likely than going into grocery stores, but you won't be able to do these things unless you have your immunity passport. Common Pass is being pushed by the technocrats, the Rockefellers, the Gates. Covey Pass is another one. And so what we're doing here through our activism, post-political activism, creating alternative institutions, alternative mutual aid networks, is a defensive mechanism so that when that comes about, We have our network in place. We have our community in place. We're trading amongst ourselves. We're employing and supporting one another, partnering on financial ventures. We have a food cooperative, decentralized food production network, right? So they're like, you can't do this unless you have the COVID pass or the immunity or the vaccine. And we're like, you know what? We don't want to do that anyway. We're not into that kind of stuff. We don't go to the grocery store, right? We trade amongst ourselves. We have our market day every saturday where we stock up on livestock jimmy across the street or in my intentional community raises chickens we have the duck pond on my neck of the woods all is good brother or they're like well you got we're we're gonna have to fire you i'm sorry the regulations came through and our company is of the size where everyone has to have a, a vaccine and so it's like well that's fine i've already got my side hustle going and it might be a difficult transition but so that's one aspect the defensive posture The other is the proactive posture, and this one has more resonance, good vibe, high energy. Not only are we creating these alternative networks and communities to uh, defend ourselves from the technocracy, but we're doing so more importantly because this is a more authentic – this is a more peaceful – this manner of living, decentralized, peer-to-peer, mutually beneficial, voluntary associations is more – synergistic and in line with our inherent nature as free beautiful sovereign human beings and the hope is as we create the counter economy as we grow the freedom cell network as we continue to develop free cities seasteads all sorts of other stuff we do it and we shine bright to bring it back to where I was about three or four or five minutes ago we need to do so and do so with a smile do so beautifully. Sexily, we need to be happy. We need to be healthy. We need to have mass, beautiful gardens. We need to have beautiful cities. There's a 2016 2017 World Economic Forum bit of propaganda where it's like it's 2030. That's their key year, right? We need our agenda 2030 as well, guys. They're the Illuminati of Liberty. It's 2030. I own nothing. I have no privacy and I couldn't be happier. This is some of their propaganda they're putting out. And it talks about, yes, it's, it was a difficult at first, but I don't have anything. We have services, and we don't own any products, and we don't work because of the AI technology that came out and automated this and automated that. And then there's a section in the essay or the article, and it's like, but I do feel bad for those people that live outside the city. They didn't come along with us when we transitioned. They didn't want to go along with the AI robots taking over jobs, right? That's literally what it says. And, you know, reading that, you get the feeling that, uh, oh, those are the Luddites. They're living in the shacks outside of the the beautiful city that we have, right? But that's not what it's going to be like. We are going to have intentional communities, eco-villages that are technologically advanced in themselves, although they adhere to the old school traditional permaculture principles, and we live in harmony with the land. But we're going to have free super cities, too. They're going to be freaking badass. There's already alternative means of governance, alternative structures, special economic zones, seasteads. Check out the cruise industry it's going to fail pretty soon. A bunch of them, they're going to be selling the cruise liners. Crypto millionaires and agorist billionaires to come are going to be purchasing these cruise liners where we can go live at the sea for three months and innovate and live our good life. So we need to make sure that we're happy, positive, productive, keeping our eye on the prize, which is building the alternative. So when the other people are living in this technocratic, dystopian, panopticon nightmare, they'll be looking at us because we'll be pumping shit out on that decentralized Internet they can still access. We'll be sending out little birds with pigeon messages, and they're going to be like, man, I kind of want to live with the free people beyond the wall right they're living good it's not like in game of thrones where we're up beyond the wall and you're free but it's damn cold and you know we're living in some shanties no we are going to be sophisticated we're going to be doing it right and we are going to have freedom and innovation on our side to make it very successful very productive so i'm trying to tie that in on the individual level to encourage you as we go through this tumult turmoil as we go through this transition, as we have our own greater reset based on the principles of freedom and liberty, decentralization, we need to go about it happy, healthy, smiling. So we can set a good example so we can persuade people to come over to our side because we're not fighting with each other. We're not controlling one another. It's not top-down, panopticon, hellish, dystopian nightmare. Right, let me hit some more comments. I'm going to let you go, guys. Thanks for tuning in on the Live Free Now show, Live Free Now podcast. Maybe you're listening to me on Facebook. D live float app. Thank you so much. Make sure you get on those other apps and social media networks because the censorship is only going to rise, especially as they roll out the vaccine. Joshua Brown says, you know, anyone in Michigan? Well, if you go to freedomcells.org website, freedomcells.org, one of the greatest features of the site is a member map where you can go ahead and put your address, put the address down the street or whatever it might be. And uh, you can find people in your area. John Little says, I feel terrible every time my kids have to put them on to go in a store. Well, John, I encourage you to go with that feeling, and feelings are signals, right, to get back to the nonviolent communication. Anger, fear, uncertainty, all of these are signals that our body puts off that is giving us information. And the information that you feel, that terrible feeling that you feel is a signal saying, John, this isn't right. This is not good to subject your kids to this. And of course, if you, whatever you decide to do, total compassion, whatever, it's a difficult world we're living in. But in most cases, the younger kids aren't hassled. In the state of Texas, they're not required to have one unless they're 10 years old anyway. That's a beautiful thing. I don't know what state you're in, but uh, just throwing that out there. Go with that feeling. Let that feeling motivate you to action and change. Stephen O'Brien says, right on. Well, all right, all right, all right. Guy man's in the scene. Thank you so much for everyone tuning in. Remember, I encourage you guys to go over to livefreenow.show and follow the podcast. Diana Camacho says, I love your stream of conscious, John Bush. Thank you so much. I appreciate you listening. Same here. Kimberly Sutich says, I smile and walk by. haven't had to wear one or gotten thrown out. That's right. Stephen O'Brien shares, when I got confronted about not wearing a mask, I thanked them for their concern and informed them that I'm exempt from wearing a mask. That's a great way to do it, too. Missy Simmons says, don't wear a mask. It makes my kids so worried that a confrontation will arise, but I'm kind and happy and smile. Diana says sexily. Laugh out loud. I like that. That's right. You got to be sexy about it. Um, You know, when it comes to the children, that's a delicate balance as well. And I I just want to let everyone know it's okay to go along, to get along for the benefit of your kids. But on the flip side, it's also okay to lead by example for your children. So you can show them how adults resist BS propagandized tyranny. That's a very beautiful thing too. And the balance that you can find in between the two is to overall in your life be a stress free, stress free, carefree person. Uh, let them know, you know, they have an, a, an expectation that you're cool and funny about stuff. You know, lead by example. Show them that in the event that someone does come up and say you need to wear a mask, you're kind about it. You know, make some fun lighthearted jokes although that might trigger people more so that would be my advice on that front well just to recap what we've been jamming about today i was i was at an event with my girlfriend and kiddos it's outside a whole lot of people beautiful day it was kind of warm with the sun shining at the time i was asked to put on a mask So no i'm exempt one by one guy and he's like kind of gave me a dirty look i said i said we're outside i'll stay six feet from people and he said please do and like that was that then another person who i'm acquainted with asked me and she's kind of like come on i don't want to be put in a hard spot was the vibe and so i was like you know i honestly i'm over it and so i i don't mind i can just go home and so i wanted to avoid conflict and not make a scene and like i said i know the person so i just walked home and you know it's hard the event was going to be cool I'm sure it's cool, but my kids are enjoying it. My girlfriend's enjoying it. And I'm here talking to you and sharing. That spurred me to do this post where I want to encourage people to resist and defy. And, you know, counter economics is defined in agorism as anything that evades or defies the state. So with what's coming down the pike, we need more people to be bold. We need more people to opt out. We need more people to say no and not just say no. But to say no graciously, lovingly, and with a big, beautiful smile. When you walk around without that mask, you show people your pearly whites, your big, beautiful smile, that you're happy, you're healthy, you're not freaked out and anxious, and everything's going to be okay. This is John Bush reminding you once again, follow me at livefreenow.show. Thank you so much.